With that, we welcome to the line. He is running for governor. He's a Republican candidate for Pennsylvania governor, Jake Corman. Good morning, sir. Thanks for calling in. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good, good. We're, we're doing we're fabulously. <laughs> Thank you so much. Tell us about your campaign. You've been around for a long time, but uh, now you're making the rounds as a campaigner for governor. And, uh, and according to the latest polls, trying to do a little bit of a clawback to stay at the top of the heap, but you're among the contenders. <laughs> so tell us about this campaign for governor that's underway. Sure. Thank you. Uh, I, I hope you're not implying I'm old when you say I've been around a long time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm actually in Sealands Grove right now. I was uh, at the uh, Pepper Tree uh, Diner uh, talking to the folks. We're on our, our small-town Pennsylvania tour, our bus tour. So we're making through the central Susquehanna area. Uh, but, uh, you know, my, you know I, I am the president of the Senate, which gives me the opportunity to know how government works. And so, you know, most people need to sort of transition when they get there. You know, I'll have the ability to jump right in and make things happen. And, uh, you know, obviously the first thing and most important thing to me is uh, protecting your freedoms. I think that was probably what inspired me to run the most over the last two years. Uh, we have seen, uh, you know, this governor, current governor, really infringe upon our freedoms during the pandemic. And, you know, that's what the extreme governments do. They, they use a crisis to to allow you to to get away, you know, away from your 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 rights, your inalienable rights that our founders gave us. And and so I'm going to be someone who works uh, really hard uh, to make sure that that never happens again, whether it's Republican or Democrats. Uh, it's important that we uh, have our freedoms. You know, I, I sued the governor on his mask mandate and won, uh, you know, getting the mask mandates off our kids in school. Uh, you know, I defeated the governor on his tax increases, make sure that we didn't have new taxes. Uh, and so, but I want to, I want to go on offense. I want to do things for the, the people of this area, make sure that there's good jobs, uh, so they have economic security, uh, make sure there's a good education. Uh, for for everyone, no matter where you want to go to school, and so those are some of the things that we're talking about. You said earlier you had earlier this year you had mixed feelings about the Pennsylvania constitutional amendments that are you know half a dozen of them are going through and will be on the ballots in the in the um, years ahead. Why mixed yeah. feelings about that? Because of the necessity of them, I guess. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, some of it is that you know. Because this governor has been not willing to work with the legislature, we've been doing more constitutional amendments. Uh, you know, we had to do a constitutional amendment to take the governor's power away from an emergency, which I 100% supported. I wish we wouldn't have had to done it, uh, but, you know, the way he acted and the way he was infringing upon our freedoms, we had to do it. Um, and so there are areas that you would think if the legislature and the executive branch, the governor, could get along and work, you wouldn't have to bypass him to go to the voters uh, through a constitutional amendment. And things I hope we could do together, working together to improve the lives of people in Pennsylvania. So that's, you know, it's just, like you said, it's more that we had to do it that way. I supported it and glad we did it because I don't, you know, in the future, I don't want any Republican governor or Democrat governor uh, using their emergency powers to infringe upon people's freedoms. Now they can't do that. Senator, let's get down to the where the rubber meets the road. Uh, my friend sure. here is a Democrat. I'm a Republican. So I'm yeah. got a, I've got a choice to make in this primary. Other than experience, and I'm assuming that's one of the things you're going to, to rely on, what differentiates yeah. you from the other candidates, and why are you the best choice? Well, I, I think you, you just hit the nail on the head. Look, um, you know, it doesn't matter what we're for. It's a matter what we accomplish. Uh, and that's what we're judged on and what we should be judged on. You know, you could be for all the right things, but if you don't get anything done, then what good are you? Um, and so I've always been about accomplishment. So I want to do things for the people of Pennsylvania. I want to protect their freedoms. I want to make sure they have economic security by having good jobs. I think it's important that we embrace, you know, the energy economy uh, so that uh, we have good jobs in the state. Uh, 
uh, no matter whether we live in rural Pennsylvania, central Pennsylvania, eastern, western, you, you have to have good jobs to build a community. Uh, I want to make sure we have you know a good education that we empower parents to be more involved in their children's education, whether it's you know being involved in the type of curriculum. We you know we passed a bill uh, to allow the curriculum to be put online, not allowed, to mandate to be put online. So as parents, we can have input uh, to make sure they're teaching the things that, that we approve of. So I, I think the ability to get things done for the people of Pennsylvania is what matters because no matter who's the governor, we want to accomplish this. We want to move Pennsylvania forward, and I think I'm in the best position to do that. Where do we go from here as a state? You know, we've we've talked a lot about uh, the things we needed to do to survive the pandemic. You know, we've talked about the financial impact on the state. What kinds of things do you think need to be done to move Pennsylvania forward in the next four years? Great question, uh, and, and that's an important question, right? Because look, we are we're a state that has access to markets. You know, the northeastern part of the United States is still one of the largest population bases uh, in the country. And we're a state that has natural resources, uh, obviously natural gas being the most plentiful of that. Uh, we're a state that has higher education institutions, uh, intellectual capital created here in Pennsylvania every day, that every business should want to locate in Pennsylvania because we are the place where we can make things happen. We just have to get government out of the way in a lot of ways. You know, the government's job, you know, I've always believed that jobs are like water. They flow to the place of least resistance. Uh, and, you know, so in Pennsylvania, we have a lot of resistance, whether it be taxation, whether it be infrastructure problems, whether that be um, job training, uh, infra- uh, bureaucracy. All these sort of things are, 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 are things that stop the water from flowing, so to speak, or jobs from flowing. Uh, and so, therefore, we need to do as a governor uh, and as a state knock down those hurdles, knock down those areas or those barriers that are preventing jobs from flowing into Pennsylvania. And we've had some success, as you saw most recently in, in Nanticoke, Pennsylvania, you know, a small town of 10,000 people, used to be 25,000 people. Uh, we did a tax credit bill, and now, you know, Nacero Company is going to come and locate um, a facility there where they're going to convert natural gas into gasoline. That's good for the environment uh, because, you know, gasoline out of natural gas is much cleaner than gasoline out of oil. Uh, it's a $6 billion investment. It's 4,000 construction jobs. Uh, it's, it's hundreds of permanent jobs. Uh, and then know you're going to have jobs flow into that. So that's the type of thing, you know, you can use government for to be creative, to incentivize growth. You know, you can either, you can either tax it to, to, to you know, to, to stop, stunt the growth, or you can figure out ways to incentivize it. And I'm all about trying to figure out ways to incentivize growth so that people want to be here in Pennsylvania. How are you going to balance uh, this campaign going forward when you have so many folks that are ultra beholden to President Trump and Doug Mastriano and to a certain extent Lou Barletta represent that group as probably a third of the Republicans that are out there and how do you do that you've, you've done well so far in my observation saying you know let's you know let's hear them out make sure they have all the fair platforms and so on without embracing them how are you going to do that going forward at some point President Trump's going to endorse somebody and uh, I wouldn't think it would be you, uh, but, you know, who knows? Maybe I, I'm missing something here. So this loyalty to President Trump. Well, I, I think it's loyalty not only to the president, but loyalty to the issues that the president um, uh, put forward and, and proved, to, proved America. Uh, you know, obviously, President Trump is the most uh, popular Republican uh, in Pennsylvania by far. Uh, and so I'd be honored to have his endorsement. Uh, but, you know, I still think, you know, I'm running maybe more importantly on the Trump agenda. Uh, of, of using our natural resources, of creating jobs, of you know energy independence, of empowering um, school or parents to be involved in our school districts. So, 
you know, those are the issues. You know, it's always, you know, to me in our country, it's more about uh, the ideas uh, than it is necessarily the individuals. Because individuals, you know, we're all terminated, right, in, in, in the executive branch, whether it be president or governor. And so you're going to change over a period of time. But it's the ideas that necessarily don't change or the philosophy. And I think, you know, the reason that President Trump was the first, you know, Republican, you know, president to win uh, Pennsylvania in 2016 is because he brought the blue-collar worker in, right? The blue-collar worker who's, who's essentially conservative by nature, you know, pro-Second Amendment, you know, you know, more independent as far as, you know, as far as, you know, individual rights. Uh, but also, as a blue-collar worker, want to make sure they can make livable wages. Uh, and so you saw a you know, groundswell of normal sort of Democrat traditional votes go towards President Trump in, in 2016. And, and you've really seen that shift where the, the wealthy elite of the, of the um, you know, sort of the tech um, community are Democrats now, where the blue-collar workers are now more Republican. And so, therefore, I think by trumpeting these ideas, uh, I guess that's a, a pun there. <laughs> Nicely to do done. Uh, <laughs> nice. But uh, by, by putting out these ideas that people support, uh, I think is how uh, you get elected. Well, you mentioned education, Senator, and that certainly is going to be one of the hot-button issues in this campaign and all the campaigns this election cycle. What is education going to look like in a Corman administration? Well, we're going to empower parents. You know, I, I think it's a crazy statement on our society where – you know, we have riots in our cities, uh, and no one pays attention to them, law enforcement-wise, not law enforcement, but uh, politician-wise, and then yet we're sending the FBI out after parents to school board meetings. Um, that, that was outrageous to me. Um, you know, kids do better if parents are involved. That's just a fact. Every study shows that. And so one thing this pandemic has shown is that parents want to be more involved. As, you know, some schools handled the pandemic well, some schools did not. And so, therefore, they want to be involved, and they should be involved in their child. It's the most important thing you're doing for your child is educating your child. Uh, and so, uh, under Corman administration, we're going to have a healthy public school system, which we have to have. That's a cornerstone of education. I've, I've voted for record funding in education over the years, uh, and so we need to continue to do that. That helps, you know, make sure that property taxes don't have to be into the state's funding education. Uh, but we're also going to empower parents, whether it's, you know, choosing you know, or being able to view what the curriculum is being taught, and we passed that bill in the legislature. So unfortunately, the governor vetoed it that the curriculum would be online so that parents would know what's being taught to their child. Um, you know, uh, but to also empower parents as far as picking the school that their child goes to. You know, a child's, you know, school shouldn't be determined by their zip code or their ability to pay. Um, you know, we should make sure that every child, you know, my kids go to the public school. They do very well there. I'm very happy with it, but that's my children. Some other children may do better in another setting. And whether that be a traditional public school or a charter school or a, or a parochial school, we should find the environment where kids do well, and we should figure out ways to get them there and not have to worry about it. They, parents can afford to pay a time. We'll come back and visit us at the soonest possible opportunity. Yeah, we'd love to have come, you in person. Come to our studios, and uh, so we appreciate well, that'd that. That would be great. I would like, as a former radio talk show host, I would love doing that with you. Well, I'm Ken Sawyer was my mentor. Same time you were going Mine through too. the system too, so we learned a lot from that Mine guy. Too. All right, thank you <laughs> thank so you much, Senator. Jake. Keep in touch. Take care. Thank, thank you. you, Jake Corman, Bye. happens to be president of the state senate of Pennsylvania, and this will be his last term as a state senator president. He's not running for reelection. He is running for governor, and therein lies the heart of his call today.